So I think we are live. Officially live. As live as live can get. Okay. Sounds good. As best as we can do. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 196 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? You've got the original crew again tonight. Yes, no, sir. no Anthony, no Garrett. We're gonna stay on track because it's those two schmucks no, that just not. pull them, up, take us off the rail all the time, each and every time. It's yeah, them. It's usually them. Because Garrett is Garrett, Anthony is just Anthony. So they get us off track. Mm-hmm. So we'll be clean, concise, to the point. So maybe. We're glad that you guys decided to join us tonight. Thank you. And starting at the top of the podcast, we're just going to continue on the thank you train there and say thank you so much for listening. We know that there are countless other Magic the Gathering podcasts out there to choose from and that the fact that you have clicked on this one and have chosen this one to be the one that you listen to means a lot to us. It is significant. It is humbling. And we thank you. We appreciate your support, your feedback of any kind. We are always striving to improve and make this podcast the best that it can be. So from all of us here at This Week at MTG, thank you. Also, got to give a big special thank you to the Patreons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website and podcast feed and buying packs and cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways. So big thank yous to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, Coco, obligatory Aquarium Guys podcast shout out here. Side note, you see we got a new member in the Discord that unknowingly listens to both the Aquarium Guys oh, yeah, I saw and that. then us as well and thought it was just like, oh, that mm-hmm. is that is cool. Like typically there's like a little bit of connection there, like uh Coco. They were saying that uh they found us because of the aquarium guys. Yep. But uh this new Discord member just found us because they our episode and then when they heard the aquarium guys shout outs, they're like, I listened to that podcast. So yep. small fucking podcast world here. The the hobbies are pretty close to each other. And the final one, Chapman, CEO Chapman, thank you for being a Patreon. If you guys want to be crazy and supporting us too, check out our Patreon links down below. We have two tiers, $3 tier and a $10 tier that get you put in for monthly drawing for booster packs that fit a theme and a commander card that fits that theme as well. That ranges from like $15 to $20. Are you okay? Yeah, no, it's just weird like <laughs> bubbles coming up through our throat. That was just like the perfect timing there. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but some perks of being a Patreon, not only do you put, put in for those drawings, you get access to two exclusive Patreon channels in the Discord where we do the live drawings are going to be on Discord. Makes it a little easier there. And that way it's more of like, instead of just seeing me on a stream and I'm answering the, the texts there, it's just, we're just in a, a private channel where we do that stuff. It's pretty fun. And then there's a private Patreon 
uh, text channel where I put the links for all of the unedited episodes that come out. You get access to that via the Patreon, unedited, full, raw, everything, all the hooks and hums. Doesn't say when. When was the last time we announced who won? The other week. But I mean, on our podcast. But we haven't announced on the podcast oh. in ages because that it got dele- announcing the winners got delegated to that super secret live stream that we we did because we you know wanted to keep this up. Ep- we wanted to keep the episodes nice, tight, and shave off as much as the fat as possible. Mm. And yet we're not shaving off the fat right now by talking about this. I, this is a question I had. <laughs> So go check that out if you're interested. If you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can support us by sharing this episode with your friends, your family, your LGS rival. That is a great way to help us out, get this in front of more ears. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing this on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. We're on a few of them. Uh, don't ask me which ones we're on. If we're, you know that we're not on one, let me know, and I will get that added to the list. But I'm pretty sure we're on like the big the big ones, you know, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts now. Um, another way that you can support us is go by a check. Another way that you can support us is by checking out our amazing sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming. Speaking of, let's hear an ad from them now. JW Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all. Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to the episode's breakdown where I'll lay out for what you're going to be hearing this episode. Starting off, we're going to go to the Boggle Desk, do something a little different here, but... As always, keeping with the usual salt report, Danny will be taking the helm at the salt report here. Yeah, I will. And then we're going to have a section here instead of event results. We're going to have the spiciness of the week, which was coined by Casey from the Discord and Patreon fame. And we're just going to talk about one deck in uh, a format here. And the only reason why I chose the deck that we're going to look at today is because of two cards that caught my interest. And we'll get to that when we get to that. Mention a couple of upcoming events, Barcelona, Gen Con, and that's all we're going to do. Then we're going to jump into the news section uh, with some news quickies, arena updates, a survey that's happening, some Magic the Gathering collaborations that you would not have expected from there. Going to talk about some playtest cards that are going to be in packs. And then uh, San Diego Comic-Con was this last weekend, and we got a lot of news that came out from that. And I think maybe, of course, we'll touch on like Commander Masters there as well because the full deck lists came out. I think we'll just mention that towards the end of it. From there, I'm going to go to the Conjured Currency section where we play everyone's favorite game where Danny reads me a card and I guess it, why that card is moving up in price. <laughs> we'll, we'll think of a better name. We'll just call it the Conjured Currency. I don't know. Matt's Guessing Game. Matt's Guessing Game. 
And then from that, y'all can be done with us for a week, and we will see you at another point whenever you decide to listen to us again. So let's uh, let's jump over to the boggle desk. Danny. It's been a long time since I've held the reins at this desk. It has. It's probably like since like week five of us doing this podcast. Yeah, de- definitely like after uh, Garrett came in, he was he was all boggle desk and stuff. Yeah. And that's before then was probably one of the last times you had a bog list. Maybe you had like assault report, but not really the reins like we have it now. Right. Take us um, away, baby. So the lead off salt report is uh so myself and Anthony along with two of our Discord members, both Chris's. We um, got a lot of Chris's in the do, Discord. We do Chris from Texas and then Chris from New York. New York. Uh, we played a couple games on Saturday. Uh, first game, I was playing Hogs. Chris was playing... Which one? Texas or... I'm trying to figure out what they were playing. I honestly don't remember what they were playing. But all I remember it was Anthony was playing Poison. Oh, so it... it became Archenemy 1. To the surprise of no one, Anthony loves that. Did he get his Blightsteel Colossus stuff going? No. No, he, he was pretty reined in. Which says um, a lot, because your Hugs decks can make a deck well, explosive. It, yep. But he, what was his order in the table? He was second. I was last. Oh, okay. So he didn't he didn't get your benefits first. No. Nope. Okay. I was last in all the games. <laughs> uh, in both those games. So, anyways, Archimedes number one lost, um, because obviously he was playing Poison. No one likes Poison, so stop playing it. Uh, then... Cause he he got down Chris he got Chris from New York down to one, um, just due to because it was slivers, yeah, it was sliver like sliver poison. That's what Anthony was playing was sliver poison. Yeah, Anthony, it's, what's wrong with you, sir? Because he was playing the black sliver that whenever a sliver attacks, uh, deals a damage right away, so it can't can't be countered or whatever. So that was how he was doing the infect. Um, but anyways, Chris from New York was down to one. He killed Anthony. And then Chris from Texas killed Chris from New York. And then I decked Chris from Texas. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. Everyone Force fruition? Every, uh Nope, I was uh, Folio Fancies. The other one. The other, the other one. one. Um, but no, it was Folio Fancies because I, uh, I had two blue tapped it. Everyone had to mill whatever's in their hand equal to their hand. And then I can't remember what I did, but the game ender was, uh, what was it, Propaganda? No. What's the card that the X blue draw X cards? Oh, uh, prosperity. There we go, prosperity. So I had prosperity him for like twenty some. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah. So yeah, I won that game, and then Anthony turned game two, decided to become even archer me one of one, and played Aldrazi's. Um, had a god hand to open up. Uh, he pulled out. Uh, I can check my team's messages real quick. <laughs> you took a picture of it. Uh, or you, uh... Chris from New York did. But I was talking with Keegan at work today about it, because um, we were talking about the the new spoilers for yeah. the decks. Yeah, the Eldrazi um, spoilers are fire. Yep. 
that that deck is also going to be a pricey deck because the sliver deck i think last week we mentioned it was like over a hundred dollars is what on amazon and the other ones didn't have any of their cards spoil at the time haven't looked to see what amazon says on the prices of the the rest of the commander decks now so for context uh anthony's aldrazi is led by emrakul um (laughs) the the promised end the promised end yep didn't play it i don't think because i don't think he had to um but he opened up with a with a god hand and then played void winner uh winner winner yeah yeah winner so we had one of those out that's the one that nobody can cast even, even spells, spells or yep. attack with even creatures no, it's just cast even I think. okay well you the thing is you can't well i suppose you could technically attack if you could just populate them out um, but then also Chris from Texas had one out too. His very own, or did he copy? His very it? own. Oh my yep. god! Because he was playing, he was playing his own Eldrazi deck, <laughs> uh, followed uh, led by Gorkaw. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Um, but were you playing hugs? Nope. I play once I saw Eldrazi. I was like, <laughs> I'm playing Rith. Oh shit! Um, Fucking come I, out with the I, big guns. I would have had him. So my so it. In Discord, uh, the po- the sh- what he posts um, or what Chris shared was basically the board state where I was like, I should have had it if it weren't for the fact that uh, Anthony had a counterspell. <laughs> Fucking counterspell. What a counter... What, warping Whale? No, he... Uh, I can't remember what, what it was, but he uh, countered my Titanic Ultimatum. <laughs> I know. I had fourteen plants that were one twos that were coming right to his face to kill him. That would have killed him yeah. easily. Well, yeah, he had three Eldrazi's out, so I had to. Um, and you would have gained so much life that you wouldn't have to worry about the crackback, right? But yeah, so Anthony was playing Emacrol, Chris or Goose was playing Gorklaw, Eldrazi, and then Big Guy was playing Adrix and Nev. Oh, the the twin caster, yep. not the, the the twin casters. Yeah. Yep. The Simic one. Yep, green blue. But yeah, so Aldrazi, <laughs> for the win, of course. But you got giant ethereal spaghetti monsters. They're gonna be doing spaghetti monster shits. Yep. And my one twos just didn't get it big enough. I just got to know what the counter spell was. It had to have been warping will because Titanic Ultimatum is a sorcery. Warping Whale is a colorless counterspell that I can think of off the top of my head. I can't remember. So, yeah, you'll have to text Anthony. We'll, we'll figure that, that out. out. Anthony, whenever he comes back. If he comes back. If he comes back, he's probably going to melt to a puddle or pull his hair out from his work shit. So, Anthony, I know you listen to this. Be strong. Tomorrow's going to be a hell for him. Oh, 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 oh. What's the, what's the TikTok meme? Go, little rock star. That one. Go, sure. go little rock star, Anthony. So that's the end of Fuckle Jazzies. Um <laughs> So you were talking about a spiciness from Casey? Yeah. Well, that you want to go over? <clears throat> well, Casey, so uh, context here. Casey mentioned in the Discord the other week about having a section of the podcast where we talk about uh, current and upcoming spiciness in formats and stuff. Mm. And I think he was more, maybe in his mind he was thinking like Pioneer, but... The modern player that I am first saw this uh, second place deck by Nahul Ten, 
from a modern challenge on July 15th. Okay. It took second place. And I'm like, oh, this is some this is some good spiciness. And what makes it kind of spicy is that it's playing some new cards from Lord of the Rings. Surprise, surprise. Oh, of course. Let me guess. Orc Bullmaster, whatever it is. There is. So I'll go, go over figure. I'll go over the list here real quick. First off, like all the, the current decks that have Lord of the Rings cards, there's a full play set of the One Ring. Yeah, four mana, indestructible. When you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn, and mm-hmm. then it taps, it puts a counter on it, and then you draw a card and lose a life for each whatever name of the counter is. Yep. And as as you've probably have heard from other content creators, other Magic players online, like this card is, according to everybody, unfair card advantage for colorless, and it's a very powerful card. Yeah, it's going to go in Tron. It's in Tron. It's in control decks. I think we were talking. Was it, I think it was an episode that Anthony was on just by himself, Probably. without you guys, and we were talking about the ring in like elementals because again, it's just four colorless, and you can draw three cards by your next turn or whatever. Yeah, anything that produce that has creatures that produce land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no. so that that's the draw engine of this. There are twelve creatures, two Merktide Regents, and that lovable dragon. Four subtleties, two Shielded the Apocalypse, four Orcish Bowmaster, which is black one, flash one, one. Whenever an opponent draws any other but their first card each turn, it de- Orcish Bowmaster deals a damage to anything, and you amass one Orc. Yup. There's also a single copy of Dress Down in the main board, which is a blue one enchantment flash ETBs draw a card and all creatures lose uh, abilities till end of turns. It's a humility effect flash. Then instance, we got four fatal push, two spell pierce, four counter spells, four force of negation, two shieldreds edict. And now here's some of the here here's one set of the cards that I that I think makes it spicy is uh, Sauron's ransom, which I. I know the gist of what it is, but I'm going to look up the actual text of the card here. Sauron's Ransom. Instant speed. Black, blue, one. Choose an opponent. They look at the top four cards of your library and separate them into a face-down pile and a face-up pile. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. The ring tempts you. This is a cheaper uh, factor fiction. (laughs) And I am a factor fiction Fanatic. I love all kinds of factor fictions. Epiphany at the Drown Yard. Loved that card. And uh, factor fiction. There's um, oh geez, what's the other one? Oh, the the one creature from Theros. I can see his face now. He does like mini factor fiction when it attacks. I think people are people are shouting at their podcast. But that that that's not worry about. I love factor fiction. The, the, the Sphinx of Uthun. That's a factor fiction on a Sphinx. But so Sauron's ransom is a very awesome card advantage card. Three mana, you can get two cards into your hand. You can get one card into your hand. You get three cards into your hand. Your opponent's never going to like do a four and zero pile in competitive formats because, you know, that's, that's going to be bad. The The thing is, is like you don't see what one pile is, and there's that whole mind game, and I love that kind of mind game. That's why a lot of my blue decks run Factor Fiction, as Danny is aware. <laughs> it's one of the favorite, my favorite things to do. So that is a card that I, uh, more players are starting to play with here. Thank goodness that there are no bullets in that. It's a Nerf gun for all the audio listeners. <laughs> it's a Nerf gun. God damn it. I shot the man. I shot the man. 
Uh, and the other card is in this deck is three uh, Larine's Ransom. I think that is how you pronounce it. Do, do, do. Let's do it this way. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's formatted oddly in uh, the Moto stuff there. So sit. Soul Ransom? No. Hold the Ransom? Name. Oh, Revealed. Sauron's Ransom is the one card. Lorene, L-O-R-I-E-N, with a something above the O, is a three blue blue sorcery, draw three cards, and has island cycling a colorless. Discard this card, search your library for an island card. For an island card, any island card. It's not just basic islands, that's pretty good. And put it in your hand, then shuffle. So a card like this allows you to run uh, a little fewer lands in a control deck, uh, surprisingly. The deck has 20 lands, two swamps, four islands, one min, uh, Minano school at water's edge, two watery graves, four polluted deltas, a misty rainforest, three prismatic vistas, one hall of the storm giant, one Tekanuma abandoned mire, and one Odawara soaring city. So a blue-black deck in modern that took second place, it is singing to me. This is a deck that I just want to play so badly and having uh, a couple control cards that just draw you like this this deck looks like it's drawing you so many fucking cards with the one ring sauron's ransom and uh lauren's uh lauren's revealed and it took second place so it was able to uh you know metagame the the rest of the field sideboard has two chalice of the void three relic of progenitus two damnation three unmoored ego a card after my own heart like blue black decks i'd always have two copies at least of unmoored ego in there because i'd always it'd feel like big brain move when you called the right card and just like ripped all them out of their hand and deck uh two mystical dispute two engineered explosives and one spell pierce so this is just a controlling deck that just like attritions out your opponent with shield of the apocalypse and orcish bowmaster that are just every time they're drawing cards it's dealing damage you're taking out the board you don't need like counter spells are in here forced negations and counter spells like this is a deck that sings to me and it is spicy and i'd love to see it continue to show up in the modern format because if that's the case i got like 90 percent of these cards i just got to get some soren's ransom laren's revealed and orcish bowmasters and the wondering surprise surprise all <laughs> all lord of the rings cards i do not have i have not bought any lord of the rings packs for myself yet hmm Danny's looking at me. He's like, I'm disappointed in you, Matt. A Demir deck? Really? You fucking control freak. Control wrecks the game. I don't know. It keeps a, I think it keeps a good check on the game. It wrecks the game. Keeps the mid-range decks honest. No, it wrecks the game because it's going to warp the meta into nothing but control. Well. That's what a- it does. Aggro decks beat the crap out of control decks, but mid-range yeah. decks can fucking attrition out a out of agro deck so the balance is definitely there i think i think i don't know it seems like it all control decks always wreck like local events yeah i can't speak for recently but i remember when i was playing a lot of modern it always seemed like tron would be coming up and this point was also yeah like green tron and uh e-tron those were like decks that were just like ah this is such a slog fest they're fucking just kicking my ass but this is me just playing jank ass shit a lot of the time. I was playing, I was playing teamer or not teamer rhinos. I was playing is it rhinos before we even got shardless agent to make it the teamer rhinos deck. So I was using electric static 
uh, electrostatic field, not electrostatic field. Oh fuck. That's that's not the one. Yeah, it's uh, Red Red X came out in Return to Ravnica that uh, deals X damage to any target, and then you cast a spell from your hand with mana value X or less without paying its mana cost, and you could cast suspend spells. So essentially, turn two, if you had that card and uh, Crashing Footfalls in your hand, you could get eight power on turn two, which was pretty good. I was able to do that a few times, mm. and I felt really cool. And then Shardless Agent came out, and everybody was doing I'm like, I'm a fucking hipster. I don't want to be doing this now. <laughs> All right, moving along. Moving along. For some upcoming events, we have the MagicCon Barcelona, which... Didn't it happen already? It's this weekend. Was it this weekend? It's the like t- it already happened. 28th? I don't know why you didn't just give us the link directly to it. But yeah, no, it's, it's this weekend in Barcelona. So if you're going, have fun. If you're not, I'm sorry. Um, Send us pictures if you're going. That'd be really cool. Right? Take us on Twitter. Pro Tour 3, 4 is what this one is. It's modern. It starts yep. off. Round 1 is Lord of the Rings draft and then it goes to modern so that's going to be exciting Corey b is going to be uh commentating so yep i saw his his tweet about it or his facebook i can't remember which one but yeah so it looks like fun as always so the show begins in as of recording of this podcast three days 14 hours two minutes and 20 some seconds countdown so yeah it's coming up soon so enjoy your time Play a lot of magic, beat all the blue blue decks. Um, they can cry and go home. But anyways, next up we have Gen Con. So Thirty years and beyond of magic at Gen Con. So uh, Gen Con's going to be doesn't show the freaking date on the first few. August fourth. It's the first weekend in August. Third, fourth, fifth. One of those dates. Bad article. You don't have a date at the beginning of your article hey this is straight from the wizards oh i know it's it's a bad article if you don't have a date for an event within the first sentence or two so anyways wizards of the coast is back at gen con and this year we're celebrating 30 years of magic the gathering which i'm sure they'll have your favorite thousand dollar token or or, yeah tokens basically (laughs) booster packs 10 days countdown 10 days from the official gen con website okay so august 3rd while we don't have a booth in the exhibit hall, there are plenty of ways you can play with us at the convention. So first, you can explore Magic's past and its future. So 30 years in the making and still growing, Magic Gathering is striving with veterans and new players alike. So you join us for the panel discussions, um, which I'm sure you can find at Gen Con with all their panels. I'm just scrolling from the the on-demand events that are available, not even the panels. I saw thousands the, and thousands. I saw the unknown events are coming back with Gavin Verhey. Oh here. yeah, they're they're always gonna come back. Everyone loves on sets. I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> I think tickets for the uh, like the booths or the panels are on a different page, maybe because this is oh. all just events. Okay. Well, anyway, since the Magic Con is August third, what's August fourth? The release of Commander Masters. Whee! So it's going to be a massive launch weekend for them at Gen Con. So if you can go, go. Have some fun. Get some swag. Send it to us. <laughs> I do Greatly think, appreciated. I do think at one of the panels, uh, Watsi has stated that they're going to be announcing 
uh, stuff from upcoming that's going to be coming with upcoming sets, mm. like more details of uh, the so new like Eldraine and Rosewater Excellent. spoiler kind of things. Ah, we got some Rosewater spoilers that's coming yep. later in the news. We're probably going to get some more as well from there. Yep, yep. So fucking get hyped. So if magic isn't your thing for this, you can play Dungeons and Dragons at Gen Con. Um, so no matter what, if that is, would be your first Dungeons and Dragons adventure, adventure or your hundredth, join our friends at Bald Man Gamings or Games, <laughs> who will be game. hosting games and events at the JW Marriott, including the premiere of the new expansion, Bigby Presents Glory of the Giants. We need to get a group together and play again. We do. But uh, if that is not your thing, they are going to have some food trucks. Oh, baby. So walking the convention floor all day can be tiring. You deserve a little treat. Stop by our first ever food truck, Wizards of the Cones, at the Oof. block party to enjoy treats inspired by Chandra, Nalar, Vivian Reed, Tosh, or Tasha, and Drizit Doran. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> you keep right. talking. Uh, they're also going to have the wonderful Magic Cosplay events. So, Wizard of the Coast is proud to sponsor Gen Con's 37th annual custom our costume contest. There are many categories for you to enter, and while your cosplay does not have to be from Magic or D&D, we do have a special prize category for the best cosplay featuring iconic Magic or D&D character or monster. Um, they're also going to be having some movie screenings. Uh, did you miss the Dungeons & Dragons honor among thieves while I was in theaters? Or do you just want to relive the adventure? Uh, we covered uh, Thursday, August 3rd through Saturday, August 5th. Join us at the Regal uh, Cinemas for a free screening, including free popcorn and drink, plus some special guests. Um, so BB presents the Dungeons & Dragons live show. And it wouldn't be a, gen- uh, wouldn't be a Gen Con without a Dungeons & Dragons live show. Join us on, join us at 8 p.m. on Saturday, August 5th, at the Indiana Rooftop Ballroom for food, drinks, and humongous fun. As a fan favorite cast plays through a giant size adventure, you won't want to miss. Tickets are going fast, so be sure to head over to the event page and sign up soon. Full cast will be announced here shortly. But yeah, kind of wish we were on that instead of Magicon. I mean, Gen Con. Just kidding. I would. I'd rather go to Magic Con. Gen Con still sounds fun too. Oh, for sure. And a flight from Fargo to Vegas. Is Gen Con in Vegas? Probably. Thought it was uh, the hotels or the casinos. I thought it was like Midwest is where Gen Con was. No, I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. Let's do this. Where is Gen Con? Indianapolis. Well, Indianapolis. Yeah, that's not too far. Gen Con Indy. Fucking Christ. Jesus. It said it right there. We, 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 we suck, guys. I don't know why I decided to listen to us. So flights from Fargo to Indianapolis, they can't be too expensive. Maybe less than 200 bucks per flight. Probably now more or somewhere around 200 plus because it's you know just two weeks away. Prices are definitely going to be up there. But I could not find any more information from the Wizards of the Cones. The only thing it linked to was the article that we were just reading from. So I'm excited to hear more about Wizards of the Cones. A, whole, a Wizards of the Coast food truck. 
Like, goddamn, that sounds fucking fancy as fuck. So, round trip from Fargo to Indianapolis, you can go by Frontier, which is the shittiest airport airline, is $178. Will you get uh, punched and thrown out, though? Oh, that's August 5th through the 25th, not the date that I asked for. <laughs> August 5th through the 25th? Right. Well, you're making it a long vacation, so, then. So, Delta round trip is 659 Okay. Um, yeah, they're not cheap. Well, you want to drive? Low, lowest price... Lowest price is six fifty nine. Indianapolis from Fargo. What the fuck? I'm looking. I'm looking at this one. So, this one flight from Fargo to Indianapolis takes five hours and seventeen minutes. It flies to Denver first. Fucking planes, man! I don't get it. Flies to Denver first and then goes, but it's still faster than the one that goes to Chicago. I don't know, man. I'm not a plane person. But according to Google uh, Google Maps here, it takes 12 hours and 19 minutes. It's 826 miles from yeah. Fargo to Indianapolis. Yep. Maybe we'll go. That's a, uh, it's we'll, a, we'll drive. It's a, a three-person drive. Road trip. Going through Madison. I'll be close the, in, in a couple weeks after the fact. Yeah. But anyways, moving along to the news. Finally. Then, We've only been live for however long. 44 minutes. Don't worry. We'll fly by this part here. We got over the gist of things. Starting off, the news this week is a short one. Arena has released another survey for the game. So check your emails that are linked to Arena. Fill out those surveys. We say it all the time, but these are important to fill out because WASI does use the feedback from these to help them make decisions. Do they, though? They have stated on multiple occasions. Do they? And they have done things like the fireside chat. They were using Mm. information from the surveys I don't know about that. For the shit that they were spewing at the fireside chat. Oh yeah, they'll they'll talk shit on. So we'll, they were they'll talk using sh- they were using this, the data from the surveys. They'll use the data to talk shit and then not use the data to actually do anything real. But they look at the data. <laughs> they look at the surveys. That's all I'm saying. Just Check so your, they can just so they know that they're spewing the right shit and not the wrong stuff. Or however they're skewing the shit that they're spewing. But anyway, more arena news. Uh, just a quick reminder that the 2023 rotation and renewal is around the corner. If you've logged into Arena in the past weeks, past week, you should have gotten a notification about the renewal egg, which, when the time comes, will hatch and give you a bunch of standard and alchemy-related rewards. You can also now purchase both Historic Anthology 7 and Explorer Anthology 3 on Arena until early October. They'll show up in the shop tab. Um, then there's a last-minute addition to the Arena News. It was just released an article on the Mothership title, Making the April Fools Battlefields and Other Battlefields that Wizards or Watsi will be selling the weathered card or that Watsi will be selling the weathered card sleeve on Arena starting August 1st for 300 gems or 3,000 gold. This was for the April Fools event that happened back in April, obviously. Uh, this article also mentions that the battlefield used during that time will also return for special occasions. I know I was unfortunately not up, wasn't playing Arena at the time that this came out for that. It was one day, that 24-hour time frame or whatever, that yep. the, the play field and the cards just changed for everybody to mm-hmm. the weathered back magic cards and stuff. So it's cool that they're, you know, 
I don't know, 300 gems, 3,000 gold seems, I guess, reasonable. I don't know. I don't play arena enough to know if that's like too, if it's egregious or not. I got like 100,000 gold. That's like what, two packs? Yeah, I think a pack is 1,000, so three packs? Maybe. Three packs for some weathered sleeves. But yeah, I don't know. The, the battlefield always looks cool, though. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt cola. Soul rings that look like Funyuns. So next up, we go to Matt. Nerds from all walks of life are some level of foodie, foodie, whether they like it or not. Code Red and Doritos, Top Ramen and Tea, Hot Pockets and Whiskey. Was that last one just me? Yeah. Well, as we all remember from the other month and when we talked about it on the previous episode, Magic collaborated with Hot Pockets for the 30th anniversary, and five of the Hot Pocket flavors got Planeswalkers associated with those flavors. Chase was Philly cheesesteak, Chandra was pepperoni, Liliana was four cheese pizza, Gideon was meatball, and Vivian was ham and cheese. As of the time of recording, those are still on shelves at stores. Check them out, Walmart and whatever, Kroger's, wherever and stuff. Cash-wise, is cash-wise just a Midwest thing? Yeah. Okay. So. But uh, this uh, next bit of news here isn't about hot pockets. It's it's about another favorite snack food, Cheez Its. That they're, is right. They're they're all right. They are the best, and I will fucking fight it. Cheez Its are my favorite. Nope. Uh, that's right. Magic the Gathering has done it again and has collaborated with the best snack cracker of all time. Fight me in the comments on this one. Quote from the Cheez-It store page. To celebrate the 30th anniversary of Magic the Gathering, Cheez-It has released the Magic the Gathering bundle with limited edition Cheez-It cracker boxes. Now is your time to summon the flavor of past and present. Available for a limited time only. Bundles includes two limited edition boxes of Cheez-It original crackers. Orders will ship in approximately two weeks. Maximum of two bundle purchases per customer. If sold out, visit the sweepstakes here for your chance to win a bundle. And it's sold out. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the only way to obtain one of these boxes will be through that sweepstakes that we just mentioned, and we'll be linking that down in the description of this episode, or finding someone who is selling it online via, via eBay or something like that. I was lucky enough to get some before. Because when I first saw the picture of this, I thought it was a meme. I thought someone made a meme of the box to make it look like Cheez-Its and stuff. I'm like... <laughs> Like clever because they did a thing with hot pockets, but no, cheese. It's officially posted. I'm like, holy fuck, I gotta mm. get on this, and so I got on it and I got me some fucking <laughs> Magic the Gathering cheese it boxes. You have problems, Matt. I do not have problems. I love cheese its. You have problems. So yeah, they're fifty. They were fifteen bucks. Uh, you know, fifteen bucks for a bundle of two, but you can't get them anymore. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm just excited. F- also, fun fact: I was almost half tempted to buy Cheez-Its has a Hawaiian Cheez-It shirt that I was gonna buy for forty bucks. Button up looks really cool, and I'm like, am I that much of a dad to get a Hawaiian shirt yet? Well, you tempted. have two kids, so yeah. I, I, you, I know you are. We'll we'll start worrying when I get the Nike shoes. It's no, not, they're no, New Balance. New Balance. It's not Nike. New Balance shoes. We'll worry then, and yeah. I start wearing shorts because, as everybody knows, I'm a pant guy. So the New Balances were back in like the '90s, the Walmart Nike. <laughs> That's why they're the dad shoes because every every dad goes to Walmart because there's cheap lawnmower shoes. 
I mean, I guess maybe I'm not that kind of guy. I got to get like the, I live by the fact of like spend money on, spend good money on the things that keep you from the ground, your shoes, your tires and stuff like that. So, you know, buy good tires, get good shoes. I got red wings for work. So make that fancy cheese. It's I'm excited for that. Anyway, if magic snacks, snackies collabs don't tantalize or tantalize your attention how about this next mtg collab magic and watchmaker ms mstr got together to create a fancy analog watch this am 401 mtg 41 millimeter black 30th magic the gathering watch is a limited collection with only 300 going out quote from the msrt or mstr <laughs> shop is it pronounced master or do you like it, say, it probably is master master mister but i'm just minster. i'm just not pronouncing because i had a hard time like deciphering that i'm pretty like, sure it's master okay uh we are thrilled to announce the limited edition series for magic the gathering's 30th anniversary with a special collection of 300 watches it is our pleasure to reveal that there are two distinct editions each thoughtfully crafted with different size and design. With only 150 units available for each edition, this is the this is the first edition 41mm Ambassador, featuring the iconic Planeswalker logo that shines in silver on a black dial, complementing uh, by glowing silver hour and minute hands, as well as hour markers. The watch is powered by a Swiss 3-hand 763-caliber movement, by Rhonda, it ensures precision. These watches will also be individually numbered on the back from 001 through 150 for each one. As you can imagine how fancy these sounds, the price matches the fancy watch. For $249.99, one of these watches can be yours. If you want to see what they look like, we'll have description in the well, we'll have the link in the description. I mean they look cool. It's yeah, that, that's it's pretty a, much it's it. It's really just a black watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, watch specs and stuff. Hit up Marshall Sutcliffe and his uh, Horror Lodge uh, YouTube channel. Horror Lodge. Yeah, Horror Lodge is mm-hmm. the watch, uh, not study, but hobby, or horological yep, yep, and yep. stuff. So, yeah, highly recommend. Have you ever watched no like putting a watch, fixing a watch? Marshall Sutcliffe. Yeah, first off, no, yeah, we have we've watched that together. I fucking I'm a big I'm a big fan girl of Marshall Sutcliffe, so, and so uh, he could he could speak anything, and I just love watching it and shit. So, I, I wonder if he's actually commented on this one <laughs> recently. Want to go to the next next section? You ready to the next one? Yeah. yeah. So this one is an article from the Mothership as well, called "A Tale of Non-Tournament Legal Counterspell." released last week, written by Blake Rasmussen. Starts off, I'll read it verbatim here. Psst, hey, hey you, you over there. Want to see something cool? Bam, and it shows a picture of a counterspell that uh, looks like a playtest card uh, with like silverish border, a big hunk of hollow sticker on it, and SL playtest with Wizards of the Coast stamp underneath it. Uh, dated f- January fourth of twenty twenty three, coded secret lair. So it's supposed to it looks like it's supposed to it was supposed to come out in a secret lair. So uh, back to the article here it says fun right. 
Uh, before I continue, look at the image, look at the link down below so you can see what this counter spell looks like if you haven't stumbled across it online. So that way you can kind of like see what it is. It's the old, it's the first beta arts of the counter spell, and it's just counter spell in a playtest card form. So uh, back to the article. Looks fun, right? It looks a little bit like one of those playtest cards from Mystery Booster or one of those special cards from Gavin Verhey's events at MagicCon, but it was created in a brand new way. We call them playtest cards because they look like what we used to, well, playtest cards before making the real thing. Only this one, which again is super cool, is the first of these things you might see in the wild that represents an actual real pre-existing card. So while it's super cool, it may also be confusing because playtest cards are very much not tournament legal. Counterspell, in most cases, very much is. In this case, however, this particular counterspell, much like the playtest cards that it looks like, is not tournament legal. Playing it against your friends, keeping it in the binder, or tape it to the mirror for your morning motivation, you do you. You just can't do you with this card in tournaments. That's all for now. Carry on. So... The gist of this is what it sounds like we're going to be getting playtest cards of cards that aren't playtest cards. You know, like you get like uh, Sliv Mizzet and Eldrazi Sliv for Monstry where they just like combine cards like they wacky shit Mm -hmm. that they do. But they're going to be like legit cards just done in the border of a playtest card. Example, Counterspell. And we're going to see those in the wild. Those cards that you get will not be tournament legal. You can't put them in your deck. So yeah, this counterspell. We're going to be seeing more stuff like this and um, coming in the wild. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, It doesn't go too much details of pull rates, what kind of packs we're going to be seeing them. All it does say is you might see these in the wild. So... Are we going to be seeing them with Commander Masters? Are I don't. No one's posted anything about Lord of the Rings, so I don't think it's out on Lord of the Rings. Maybe in Commander Masters is where we're going to start seeing these playtest cards show up, or further down the it's road. Probably like Throne. Well, no, this would have to be Commander or Eternal because this is Counterspell. Yeah, it's so. not. A standard well, spell. It's kind of like what they did with. Um, imagine, like I suppose they probably with, it probably is mean thrown. Yeah, like with the the transformer cards, like you couldn't play those in standard, but they're you know whatever eternal, but you can open them up in packs. Probably in that kind of a slot there for whatever draft, or if it's going to be exclusive to set or collector boosters that these get pulled yep, from. But yep. this is the first time of putting playtest style cards, commander set in or the collector booster. Packs. Yeah, outside of mystery booster packs. Yeah, this so. is probably going to be collector booster. Hey, we can give you a card that you can't play. I wouldn't be surprised. And it wouldn't be the first time that they gave you like a quote-unquote card that you can't play. Uh, I, th- I feel we, as I was say, I think we've gotten pretty far away now from the uh, the 30th edition, we 30th anniversary. We haven't. We, we never haven't, will. We, we never will, but we haven't talked about it consistently like we were for like a whole three months <laughs> when, hey, when it was announced until just other shit's like, hey, we fucking ground our teeth on this shit. We don't care anymore. Like, it's it's done its thing. Wizards did this grab. Everybody just forgot about it. It's, it did what it was supposed to do. The whales got their 30th edition, and they're going to get chipped out. Are you looking up prices right now? Nope. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, looking at the next article. Oh, the next articles. Yeah. Uh, counterspell, playtest cards. Get at it. Mm-hmm.
so moving along to some San Diego Comic Con, like we were talking earlier, with some spoilers. Uh, during the San Diego, San Diego Comic Con 2023, magic designer Gavin Verhey previewed more artwork, cards, and mechanics arriving with Magic Gathering Doctor Who. In collection, in collection of for the four commander decks with new to magic cards that capture the stories and adventures of Doctor Who. There are Time Lords, Companions, Alien Worlds, and more to explore. If you missed all the reveals from Gavin, no worries. It's all right here for you. Alanis? Alonis? I, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, yeah. so I have no idea. Yep, that's a that's a Doctor Who term right there. Yep. So, uh, the TARDIS does make an appearance as a vehicle. Artifact vehicle. It's a two-drop artifact for two, four flying. Whenever it attacks, you control... If you control a Time Lord, the next spell you cast this turn has Cascade, and you may Planeswalk. So, Planes Chase is a thing, like it should be, with Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. Are we surprised? No. Of course, they're going to be doing Planes Chase. Planes Chase is like the fan favorite. Well, you kind of have to with Doctor Who. He literally is a time jumper. It travels everywhere. Exactly. Slam dunk. So we'll just talk about this one uh, planes that this article uh, showcase. It's called Hardest Bay. It's playing for uh, Galfrey. The first spell you cast during each of your turns with Man Valley 2 or greater has Cascade. If you roll Chaos, when, uh, when Chaos ensues, Gain control of target artifact, then planeswalk. Goddamn. Right? Some sweet alien insect tokens are coming with this set. And now for the first doctor that's been spoiled, the 10th doctor. Uh, with the... He has two abilities, um, or sack abilities kind of thing. Um, Alanis... Whenever you attack, exile card from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card. Put three time counters on it. If you if it doesn't have a suspend, it gains suspend. And then time you wind me for seven. Time travel three times. Activate only as a sorcery. For those who don't know what time travel is. I don't know what time travel is. Neither did I earlier today. <laughs> uh, for each suspended card you own and each permanent permanent you control with the time counter on it you may add or remove a time counter then do it two more times i do got to say here real quick in the uh the the type line time lord doctor yep. uh mark rosewater confirmed that time is not a creature type typically each word is its own creature type zombie soldier yep, so, yep, yep. Uh, time lord is grouped together it's not hyphenated so there's no creature type time coming it's just time lord but there's a space when you see the card you'll hopefully get what i'm trying then, to then they should have just did it like dragon lord I, I mean you're not wrong um don't know what expectations or stuff that they had to work out with the the bbc to because their oversight for this set you know they had yeah, no, yeah. having time lord not hyphenated because i don't think that's a title that needs hyphenation it's just space so anyways no. there's no creature type time coming out Time Lord for the Doctors is supposed is just one creature type. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know people asked Mark Rosewater and he answered on Blog of Tog there. So, yep. Uh so the first saga that was spoiled is Red Red Four. 
Parting of the Ways. Chapter 1, exile the top 5 cards of your library. For each non-land card exiled this way, put a number of time counters on the card equal to the mana value. If it doesn't have suspend, it gains suspend. Chapter 2, time travel, then time travel. Chapter 3, for each opponent, destroy up to one target artifact that player controls. So this is a time counters matters deck. And of course. I, I would I would expect that anything that removes time counters uh, from uh, future sight and stuff, there's like a time one. Anything that removes, that removes counters. Uh, specifically, make sure it's not ones from permanents you own because cards that exile with a time counter aren't a permanent that you own. Yep. So look um, out for those. So uh, another planes that got spoiled, Bad Wolf Bay, Plane, Earth. At the beginning of combat on your turn, exile up to one target creature, return it to the battlefield under its owner's controller at the beginning of the next end step. And if you roll chaos, uh, when chaos ensues, ensues, creature are cards that cards can't enter the battlefield form, exile this turn, then planeswalk. It says, fuck you, Cascade. Right. <laughs> I think this is the first magic card that has the word earth on it. Maybe I, I, I think you're right because everything else is not Earth. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's actually cool. Earth is now canonical with uh, with magic. The magic universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I do this next card, the token here? Because we got uh, Kari. I Fer. suppose you can. Kari for posted in uh, the Discord with information about that because I shared the token and uh, they made a comment about it, and I'm like. I'm guessing the Fish Fingers is a reference to a specific episode. And she's, uh, Kari Fur says, It's been a few years, but uh, as I remember it, in the first Matt Smith episode, he is trying to figure out what. Oh, so it's the food is a food token, and it's fish, uh, fish and custard. Fish Fingers and custard is what the thing is, is the art is what it looks like. And so that's why I'm like, I'm guessing the Fish Fingers is a reference to an episode. And so, uh, uh, Carrie first says Matt Smith episode. He's trying to figure out what kind of person he was and what he likes, but keeps, uh, but he's really hungry. So Amy pond keeps giving him different foods to try. And he keeps saying, Oh yeah, I think I like that. Then after he takes a bite, he says, no, actually you gross. I don't like that. And somehow eventually he decides that what he likes is fish fingers and custards together. So that's the, the art there. Deep doctor who cut for the doctor who fans. Garrett. I can't wait for Garrett to come back to talk about Doctor Who stuff because this is his, this is his bread and butter. This is what he's fucking giddy mm-hmm. for. So the next card that Gavin revealed was another planes, or another planes chase card. Uh, the first phenomenon called fixed point in time. When you enter, when you encounter fixed point in time until your next turn, if a player would planeswalk as a result of rolling planar die, chaos ensues instead. Not bad. It's a cool one. And then the clue token, obviously, tap two, sacrifice artifact, draw a card. It's medallion in a uh, case like the rose in Beauty and the Beast. Um, And then I think this is, I was thinking about this. This one's me. Uh, could be a very fun card for the black players. Uh, Masters of Evil is a section. Not all decks are about Doctor doing good to cross time and space. However, 
the blue black red deck master of evils master of evil is all about the iconic villains the doctor have faced over the years the first card from the deck brings the delkins or dalkins to magic i do know it's pronounced daleks 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 anyway it's exterminate with an exclamation point two in a black sorcery replicate tap and untap what is it dalek dalek you control uh, whenever you cast a spell copy for each time you pay to triplicate cost, you may choose and target's forest copy. Destroy a target creature, its controller loses three life. Commander. It's pretty good. Masswood Nexus. Tap all your creatures. Oh, blow up the board for three. That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of when I saw this card. Oh, because, yeah, Masswood Nexus makes everything a dark now. I love it. I love it. Oh so yeah, God. that was the first thing I thought about when I saw this card on Mythic Swell this morning. It's like, oh, that's broken. Creature types matters is good, and this card is just yeah, destroy <laughs> everything. And like, you're gonna <clears throat> if if a person has a bunch of tokens, <laughs> like they they could just die. Three adds up really quickly. Right, you literally can kill anyone. This is pretty cool. That's pretty legit. So yeah, I thought about that one like right away. It's like, oh. It's a good two-card combo that you could go off with three. Um, next up, we have another planes. This one is Doctor's, the Doctor's Tomb on Trezalore. If a creature would die, exile, instead, exile it, and the creature's controller loses two life. So and you add that back to Exterminate, that's a lot of life. Um, 40 is not that hard to get to when you're doing five per creature. Yeah, no, not um, at all. The math checks. Right. Uh, chaos, whenever chaos ensues, redistribute any number of players' life totals. That's fucking So each wild. of those players get one life uh, total back. So that means if at a four-player table, Danny rolls chaos, he could make Garrett get Anthony's life or I get Garrett's life. Or if Anthony yes. if Anthony has the highest life and you want the highest life, you're at five. It's like, okay, we're changing. You're now at five life, Anthony. I'm at 40. And then you're like, I want to help Garrett out. Matt, you give your life to Garrett and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you can make some friends and enemies that way real quick. And then this cute little Dalek token here. The 3-3 three, three with Menace. They... Also showed a bunch of art that's coming in all the decks here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the illustrators of them and the name of the card. So there's uh, Death Heaven that looks like uh, an evil lady with an Ultron figure. I think these are the android men, the robot men. I'm not a Doctor Who person, so please don't. Neither am I. <laughs> don't get at me. But we have one. Missy. Oh, oh, I think that's Missy in the art here uh, by the, the oh, Ultron-looking yeah, person. Oh, yeah, that is Missy. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. With all the uh, the Ultron people behind her. Mm-hmm. The Master Multiplied. Weeping Angel. Ooh, I know this one. Don't close your eyes. Weeping Angel gets close to you. That's a meme. Mm. The Valyard. I don't know that one. Then we have Vasha Narada. That looks cool. Spaceman with a, a lightsaber club with books. Mm-hmm. The Flux. 
Uh, it has the newest doctor with a couple aliens in the background that look very regal and a mm-hmm. planet. Decaying time loop. Uh, it's the new doctor with, I'm assuming, the doctor's assistants. Oh, getting, getting chased by Daleks. And there's a clock in the background. Yep. The 12th doctor. That guy's fucking shredding. <laughs> he's a fucking guitar. And he's on a tank. A fucking tank. Me, the immortal. Um... Is that the chick from... That looks like Arya Stark. Yeah. The uh, the the assassin lady that killed the, the yep. Snow King. Not the Snow King. The Ice King. And she's playing with a stone bird. It's a chess piece. Chess piece. There we go. <laughs> the foretold soldier. That guy looks cool. He's a mummy with, skeleton, with his skeleton showing in a fancy party. And no one's like batting an eye at him. Yep. Yasmin Khan. Uh, I'm assuming one of the assistants to the doctor. Probably. The 11th hour. Uh, that looks like it's going to be a saga. The TARDIS is on its side. Is that Matt That's Smith? doctor. I don't know which doctor it is. One doctor with two acquaintances, a giant eye, and a fish with teeth. Yep. The face of bull. <laughs> that guy looks very serious. Reminds me of the guy from uh, Park Rangers. Oh, Zordon? Yeah. Eh, I can see that. Looks more fishy. I was going to say, like, yeah, what's the looks... brain guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 80s oh, one? Looks okay. like that, you know. The War Doctor. That's an old man huddled over a box. Uh, the Ecstatic Beauty. Which is Vincent Van Gogh. I do recall Vincent Van Gogh is in Doctor Who, and I yep. think he fights. Like, he's good at combat or something. Or there's something about him. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh never saw his art hanging up in a museum. Oh. And Doctor Who brought him to a museum with nothing but his art. Oh, okay. Yep. So Danny knows that. I know that that one. Danny knows that one. I know that clip. Uh, Four knocks. Uh, that's David Tennant with an old man behind a glass door. Mm -hmm. Rose Taylor. It's Rose Taylor. I think that's one of the biggest Doctor apprentices. City of Death. That looks like a saga. And has the Mona Lisa that looks like uh, an alien. Yep. Oh, and the Scarf Doctor. The Scarf Doctor is a favorite of people, if I'm not mistaken. And then the First Doctor. Uh, old Man. Yep. Time Lord Regeneration. Uh, a bunch of different Doctors, I'm assuming. Yeah, I would assume. Uh, reverse the Polarity. It looks pretty cool. It's uh, the first. Is that the First Doctor? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it is. Then we have K9 Mark 1. <laughs> Look at that cute boy. It's like a Goddard looking robot dog. And then we have Edric uh, Mathmet- Mathematical. Uh, Mathmet- oh, wow, what can you say? Mathematical. Mathematical. There we go. Uh, for some reason, I cannot put those syllables together. <laughs> uh, genius, because I definitely am not. I would argue he's not a genius if the thing is blowing up around him. But that's just me. Maybe he's repairing it, blowing up. Maybe. And I'm just being a dick. Yeah, Matt. (laughs) So anyways, go to Marto's teasers now. Now that that whole fun stuff was gone and done with. So. We bring this by or bring you to by the tweet from Dana Fisher. uh, Marto's visual teasers. So. We're gonna, sh- we'll have this. I'm sure in the link below, 
I'll, I'll, I'll preface this saying, uh, when Mark had this panel, he pretty much went up there and said, I am going to be silent. I'm going to show you eight pictures. I will not be answering any questions. Do what you do. <laughs> and, then, and then Dana Fisher, uh, a lot of other people took pictures of yep. the of the the slides that he has prepared. So uh, Danny's going to read the slides. So Mario's Amaro's visual teasers: eight images of eight upcoming products. All eight will be pre- previewed in the next two weeks. Uh, again, like Mike said, I will show these in silence. I will not answer questions about them. So first up, we have picture one. Looks like. Uh, Skeleton King, probably a Rakdos commander or legendary. Yeah, I'll see if I... I, th- I think they got uh, HD stuff up here now. Or is that on the Blotog here? Let me find it on the Blotog. Probably Blotog. Because then, then they're high resolution and Danny could probably see them better. Yep, here we go. High resolution. First one... I will zoom in there for you there, Danny. Boop. So, yeah, like I said, it's probably going to be a Rakdos Dragon. People are speculating this is on Ixalan because it looks like the sigil of one of those. um, The Silent Grave is a card that's from one of the Ixalan sets, and the sigil looks like that with the skull and the the crown around it. So people are speculating. I I suppose, yeah, that's probably correct. And then you got a dinosaur head for an arm, which yep. looks pretty cool. And yeah, tail, like, and then looks like... He's holding a fucking fire sword, man. Yep. Coming out of lava. Yep, or, yeah. With dragons or vampires behind him. Bats. They're bats. That looks very batty. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks pretty cool. And then we have a Hydra Queen. Yeah. Very uh, scaled up and so shit. So that's Exelon. Exelon, yeah. Or is that an elf? Uh, maybe an elf. But it's uh, one, two, three, four, five. A five-headed hydra. It has paws. There's a temple in the background. Lady with a all armored up and stuff. Um, I think people were saying that this is a Theros. This could be a Theros thing, but it's like... It could be. Could be a Theros god, and does that mean we're going back to Theros then? Because if this, because these are cards that are going to be shown in the next two weeks, probably so, not then. Oh, yeah, you know the Commander Masters. So, what's the product that's coming out that is going to have a, a Therosian Hydra? What's the next lady? set? Ixalan? Uh Eldraine is the next oh, one that Eldraine, comes out. This, yeah, Eldraine this fall. was. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it's an Eld. Maybe it's the because um, we know Planeswalkers were bouncing around. Yeah. And then they all lost their sparks. But the, the the invasion tree has the uh the the portals that connect the worlds now, so maybe this is where the crossover is. We're going to get some things coming in. The new way the planes yeah, are because traveling. Yeah. Cuz uh, that's going to answer like the last the last picture that we've seen that that we'll see here. Uh, some people were speculating that specifically with that with the last picture. So when we get there, I'll say that. Uh, then it looks like a horde of horsemen going after goblins. Kind of looks like Lord of the Rings, but it's not Lord of the Rings. This one is confirmed Lord of the Rings because it is. Um, is it? Yeah, it's trademarked as well for Middle Earth Enterprises at the bottom there. Hmm. So, M E E. This one is Lord of the Rings. Something is coming out. 
you know, fancy. And I don't have that picture. So it's going to be a rogue. Yeah. With very, a lot of daggers coming out of her cape. Very roguelike. Standing on a post. Not yep. much in the background there to go off of. It's very wispy looking. So what are the rogues from the, the new sets or the next sets? Uh, I mean, yeah. There's, Aldrin? Yeah. It could be a fairy rogue. But I don't see I don't see wings. Maybe bladed wings could be the thing, but it looks more of part of its cloak than wings. Not all fairies fly. Touche. Then we have looks like an extra planar lens. I do know of some things that people were talking about. Um Is that Garrick? Would Garrick use a camera? Is is, is that Garrick? Would Garrick use a camera? I'm just saying. Maybe. Um, if you look in the lens, you see like, it's going to be hard to see, but there's like a couple things that have like green ethereal behind them that people mm-hmm. pointed out. And they're saying, is this like uh, something from uh, Streets of New Capenna is what people were thinking of shapes mm. getting changed or whatever. So. That could be possible be. The fan favorite right now. Everybody's losing their minds for this one. Gilded Goose. The gilded hydro goose. So many eggs. All there. the golden eggs and little little geeses flying away, goslings. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would be scared of a six, s- seven, seven headed goose coming after me. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. We have enough of those up here already. Geese are uh, geese are a wild little bunch. Mm-hmm. This one's cool. When I saw this. I thought of you right away. I'm like, Danny's going to fucking love this squirrel one. Squirrel fighting the fire rock, no, fire wolf with a firefly. Squirrel or a mouse? That's uh, a mouse. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's a, a mouse. A wispy tail. Has a leaf for a cape. Yep. Looks very cute. There's a firefly, I think, right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no idea what that could be from. Eldrin. Eldrin. That's Eldrin. Okay, so this one. This is the one that has the, the, the people were talking about the portal it's stuff the with. New logo. No. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. This is, people are have coined Young Rutstein from Innistrad. Uh, you know the old Rutstein card from Innistrad? No. One black, green, one four. When something enters your graveyard, depending on what it is, you get a food, uh, something, or something else there. It's a legendary creature. There's a Mark Riddick art of it, and that's the only reason why I know of it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good card. You mill, whenever you mill a thing, you get a thing, essentially. And so people were looking at its face, his face, the scar and his eye and the smile look very similar, but it's like, we just got done with Innistrad. What is old Rutstein doing elsewhere? And that's where they're talking. Oh, these portals are opened up that not, not only planeswalkers can cross through worlds, other characters can cross through worlds. So they're thinking that old Rutstein is crossing through worlds with those portals from the evasion tree. So how do you spell his name? Uh, O-L-D space Rut. R-U-T-S-T-I-E-N or I-E-I-N. I-E-N or E-I-N? One of the two. E-I-N. E-I-N? Okay. Yeah, it is it is old Rutstein. You can see it there? Uh, the reason why, yeah, because of the scar. The lantern that he has on him. Because that lantern is attached to him. Okay. Uh, does he, So does the art look younger than the card? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So. Yeah, because the old duet scene looks like he's 
He's missing a finger. He's missing a thumb. So his left thumb. You can't see his left thumb. Yeah, it's missing. Um, his hair. Obviously, you can't see his hair because he has a hat on. Um, but he had a backpack with mushrooms and skeleton heads. You got over his shoulder. You got these amber-looking crystals in the back of this art here, and like skeletal hands coming out of a. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming a carriage, since it looks like he's holding reins. Skeletal right, hands coming yep. out of there, like he's transporting prisoners or something. Could very well. Ghostly. Or he's a bounty hunter. I mean, maybe. Old Rutstein. We'll does find so. Out. Rumpelstiltskin. Does he get younger? Is his story that he can get younger, like he can change his age? Because is Rumpel Rutstein based on Rumpelstilt? No, that's that's Eldrin. This is fucking industry. I don't know what I'm going at here. Forget me. But uh, yeah, those are the uh, those are the Mario teasers that happen at San Diego Comic Con. Well, clearly, we're going to be talking about those when they get released. And we know more details of what they are. And I guess, mm-hmm. you know, uh, check our bingo cards. See if we got any of them right. Though a lot of them were the help of the internet saying, oh, well, this is what we think this one is. Right. So so moving along to everyone's new favorite article or game show. Uh, see if Matt is wrong. Uh, with this game, we use MTG Stocks Weekly Winners where they give us three to four cards they are going up and down in price or usually up in price Matt has to guess why they're moving up um I read this one earlier and it's gonna be really two cards and then the third one's kind of like hey we're talking about something else um so anyways moving along to the first card Matt we talked about this card earlier ooh Sauron's Ransom oh shit for those who don't remember it is black blue one instant choose opponent they look up to they look at the top four cards of your library and separate them into a face down pile and a face up pile pick one file put in your hand the other one in the graveyard uh ring tempts you sitting at 773 as of the article it's currently sitting at a five dollars and 54 cent price for market seven dollars average foils at 873 and europeans 179 I promise you, I did not plan for this. I don't know about that. So, Matt, what is the reason? Modern. Is that Tamir deck? You are half correct. Oh. And Legacy. And Legacy, okay. And occasionally Vintage. Okay. But, yeah, it is Demir Demir Control. Yeah. So, we've already talked about this article, or basically this. Actually, basically the... Same deck. <laughs> exactly the same deck that is we it, talked about earlier. Did they pull it from the, the challenge from the 17th? It is the Grixis Control Modern by oh. Ed, uh, Reddy Bayes, or Bayes. Not the one we talked about in the Boggle Death section. It's close to. This one's running a Snapcaster Mage, two Merktads, two Shieldred Apocalypse, two, uh, four Subtleties, four Bullmasters, two Spellpeers, four Fatal Passage, our fatal push, four Sauron's ransoms, four force of negations, four counter spells, four rings, um, and then the lands. Um, so yeah, it's basically the same deck except there's a s- slight change here and there. Yeah, no but dress down. The article says that this card is better than Factor Fiction. 
it's a good i don't i mean oh it's one mana cheaper and you reveal five cards yeah factor fiction reveals five soren's ransom reveals four you get to see all five cards revealed with factor fiction for one more mana they're both instant speed yeah Factor Fiction is blue only. You need black blue for Sor- uh, for Sauron's Ransom. It's like, yep. I don't know. The, the the mana reduction arguably makes it better, I would say, because one mana, they printed Factor Fiction into Modern through a Modern Horizon set, and that saw like a one of very, 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 very scarcely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that you're, you're half right with the first one, Matt. So you get Woo. a half point. Half point. Number two. Inkmore Gauntlet sitting at 774. Ooh. It's moving, it's been moving up 69%. Um, nice. So currently it is sitting at, if my computer will let me pull it up, currently sitting in market for 604, averaging at $8, foils at 830. Market for Europe is 486. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know what this card is, like myself. If my computer will stop scrolling anywhere, it's blue two for an artifact. Planeswalkers you control have, uh, yeah, can't remember if it's plus if it's zero proliferate. Yeah, it's zero proliferate. And negative twelve, take an extra turn. Yep. Um, when we cast a non-creature spell, choose a counter on target. Per, uh, choose a counter on target permanent. Put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent. I'm going to guess the Commodore Guff Planeswalker deck for Commander. No way. You are correct. Fucking right. So you had me there. When you said no, I'm like, oh, fucking. No, yeah. Anything Planeswalker, especially this card, is me, obviously, with Commodore Guff being the new Planeswalker Commander. Yeah. That's pretty solid. I want to I want to toss this one out here. I think Teferi Master of Time, the four-mana one that you can activate once each turn, is going to be a card that players are going to be wanting to look at for this Commodore Guff deck. Right. It's like blue, blue, one, and you can uh, plus one draw a card, discard a card, neg three, phase out a creature, and neg ten is take two extra turns with that. That's just the Commodore Guff. This has nothing to do with... I mean, it, it works very well with Icar Gauntlet as well, but, mm-hmm. you know, Teferi. So, yeah. So this is where it gets a little weird. Number three. Okay. Uh, isn't really a card. <laughs> at all. Okay. It's typal card. Slivers. Oh, okay, okay. So just all slivers in general. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say it's because of the new Sliver Commander deck that's coming out. Yup. And, oh. and part of And we got four this week. Four again is Typo. Eldrazi. The Commander deck. Yes. The Commander decks that are coming out. Yes. That's that's it. That 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 was the two kind of it was it was half the article that made this kind of a sad article. For me at least. I know a lot of people online were definitely talking about some of the old ones, like Void Winners, uh, Eldrazi I brought up. Uh you got like it that betrays being a card, an older card that hasn't been reprinted yet. Yep. So, so with this, this like the they each of these topics or these two slivers and uh, Eldrazi's named a few cards that have gotten really high. So we'll start with the slivers because that's what I mentioned first. So Sliver Hive, oh yeah, from M15 is currently sitting at forty one dollars. 
and if uh, the price before it was like what 10 bucks 12, um 15 so bucks? sliver mind sliver hive as of the 10th of july was sitting at twelve dollars and 83 cents fucking average Christ. market was eleven thirty six. it's fucking wild and so market right now is at twenty seven sixteen. and it's only because it's not in the commander deck yes um next up was sliver the first sliver which obviously is going to get jump up because of it. Oh, that's the Modern Horizons one that cascades, right? Yep. Okay, Sliver Cascade. Cas- and whenever Sliver Cascade. Sliver spells you cast, you have Cascade. It's fucking stupid. Right. Um, And then the Sliver Legion was another one. So that was sitting at roughly 20-ish bucks and now sitting at double the price. Okay. So that's the Slivers. So the Aldrazi's first up was Ive Ugin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The loyal legendary land colors Eldrazi spells cost two less to cast. Seven tap search library for a colorless card, creature card. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle the library. It's a very good card. Um, for Eldrazi, right? So sitting at as of on the the third, it was sitting eleven, just just over eleven dollars. Market right now is twenty three thirty three. Foil is $95. Orale, Jesus. Europe is just under 10 bucks. That arbitrage is a real fucking thing, people. Like, if that's if that's your cup of fancy, fucking work on some arbitrage dealing with shipping and shit. I don't know. Maybe. If the shipping is worth it. Even Emrakul, the promise send, has doubled in price. Yeah, yeah, that I believe. And the thing is, is like that's pioneer, that's a pioneer playable card. I don't think Eye of Ugin. I think Eye of Ugin is banned in modern, or is it Ugin Sanctum that's banned? One of those Ugin lands are banned in modern. Can't tell you. So. But yeah, that that's the givens that are going to be skywriting with those uh, pre-made commander decks. I guarantee you that we're going to be seeing, you know, like Slivers and Eldrazi keep climbing here for the next oh, few while yeah. because of this. Even um, some of the Planeswalkers are going to get boops are boops are uh, bumps in price like i'm saying watch that's a fairy master of time even temporal archmage where you can act uh when you get the alt on that where it's like you can activate your planeswalkers on each player's turn and stuff right but for cheap pickups i'm not gonna let matt read oh. uh first up we go to uh the mtg stocks premium penny stocks they bring to you the cards that are about to reach the bottom and are just starting to consistently uptrend so we have kinosis prince of thassas or thassas sitting at four dollars and moving up again next up we have two-headed hellkite uberg one uh sitting at five dollars and six that's slowly moving down um i kind of like that deck on that card kind of wish it was legendary it's a good card uh and then everyone's favorite green card yamaya cradle of the growth uh, sitting at eight forty six and slowly moving down. I do. It had its time just above ten bucks, but I'm pretty sure it had a time where it was like almost twenty because I think we gave this away on a Patreon one before a Patreon gift because it was... uh, the the highest was forty sixty three. Oh yeah, it was definitely in there then when it like dropped down. I'm like, yeah, when it first when it first came out, the first drop it was down to uh, thirty bucks. 
and then jumped right back up. But yeah, then it's been slowly, consistently around 10 bucks. It's a good card. But yeah. So yeah, that's that's this week's cheap pickups, I believe. Yeah, that's the conjured currency. That it is. Uh, we're getting to time here, so we're just going to quickly go over. Uh, check out TCG Sniper. They're an amazing price tracking website. They have everything that you... They're, they're the source of entering and getting updated on cards moving up or down in price or products in general. You can put in like sealed boxes as well, moving up and down in price. You get notified via email, Discord, text message, whatever you choose. You go up, you make an account. It's a free account that you can make. You yep. got 15 products that you can enter in. 15 or 50? 15. 15. 15 for the free. 15 for the free. And then it's 50 for the, if you It's unlimited. Unlimited. Oh, it was 50 for yeah, a while. But now it's unlimited. Yep. If you go over there and sign up for the Plus program, you get unlimited. And if you sign up for the Plus program, mention the guys this week at MTG sent you, you'll get three months free of that Plus. That is true. So there you go. Uh, that's this episode. Quick mention. We're going to try and do that Commander Masters review set review done in the style of this week in mtg we're gonna mm-hmm. hopefully get that out in the next week or two so stick tuned for that as an updates there thank you for making it to the end casey go bison go bison indeed <laughs> that fucking poor old lady you fucking scared the shit out of her casey uh if you need Confused to use uh, the crap out of her yeah if you want context for that go listen to the bonus episode after we come back from MagicCon. So thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 196 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our Patreons who think that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Also, big shout out to J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, Danny, do you got anything else you want to put at the end of this podcast? Nope. Well, there you go. And with that, magic folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!